Hey guys, welcome back. This is Corsahe, Corsahe.com, and today we are coming back with another podcast episode. Yet, uh, yesterday night we saw a thrilling, I mean a thrilling, entertaining Suns Nuggets game. It ended in a huge blowout, but the Suns pulled it together, and we're going to break the entire game down. I hope you're able to see it. Hope you're able to listen to it, whether you're listening 98.7 with Al McCoy or listen to it on TNT with the TNT broadcasters. Forgot who was broadcasting that game, but yeah, that is what we have. I'm going to break that down even more. Um, Today, at the date of recording, I think this is like, yeah, this is early in the morning type recording. So when this is like recording... There is no other breaking news. This is going to be like a really short, short podcast episode. I would give or take this about to be 45 minutes or so, which is always nice. Changing up the pace instead of hour, hour long, hour and a half long. Always getting nice form in. Um, Also, we're going to be talking about the two games that are today. And I'm also going to talk about some things that I talked about last, uh, yesterday, like featuring the Bucks and Nets. Okay. Okay, and I'm also going to bring James Harden. Okay, so this is what we have in store. So, if you've been listening to us now, recently, been for the past week, doesn't really matter. Why? Because this is what we're about. And as strange as it may sound, we, at the beginning of every single podcast episode talk about our memberships now you may be saying memberships those can be pretty expensive i've seen many out there online that have what they say what the experts say are good quality but good quality content but they're just charging so much i just don't want to pay that one because i don't feel like it and two i don't believe i'm getting the best deal that's why courtsaheat.com is giving you the best in all memberships I'm going to start with a our silver membership. I'm going to move to our elite membership. So our silver membership, and this is per month, is going to be $2 each month where you're able to get two articles, two coupons, one newsletter, and commenting on post um, every single month. And people may be confused, and I may have to specify this a little more, as it did catch me off guard. When I say one newsletter, we produce two different types of newsletters. One on Friday morning, talking about our um, products, our top deals, and different things like that, where people get even more coupons off for 80% higher, which is really cool, but... What we mean is you only get the Sunday edition one. It just talks about our main article, two sub-articles, tons of coupons, like two coupons. And, yeah, that that's pretty much what you get on Sunday morning with a lot more of all of our socials, podcasts, different things like that. That's what we mean by one newsletter. So each week, Sunday morning, you'll be getting a newsletter. Really cool, uh, right-to-the-point newsletter that gives you NBA insight information however that may not be what you're looking for 
That's why we have the Elite Membership. But before I talk about the Elite Membership, I'd like to say real quick that each month, there's 12 months in a year, right? That means you'll be getting 24 exclusive articles, 24 exclusive coupons, 12 exclusive new newsletters, and um, and commenting on posts, uh, if you're a member, right? And that's... Yeah, that's just huge. For two month, for two dollars a month, you can say sure it adds up. Everything adds up. But this is what you're getting for bang for your buck. If I'm saying that phrase correctly, meaning you get a lot for the money that you're putting into something that you enjoy, the something that you watch, that you want to see, that you want to study. We aren't just giving these broad topics. No, we're going in depth. We're doing in depth. Um, articles for either membership for either membership we're going in depth putting breaking down not our opinion but bringing fast statistics and what other experts say with our opinion saying oh this is how the think sons can survive this game this is how the bucks can do this this is the puffs here's our brackets and different things like that and we actually have one coming up this Sunday morning which would be in about three days. And yeah, different things like that. We're just coming out with really cool topics and different things like that. And that's going to be for either membership. So whether you're paying $2 or the other membership, which I'm about to talk about, you're always getting the best for your price, no matter the one, because we do not play favorites, even if you're spending a little more on... A different membership or different whatever you're going through with us. We want to make sure that you're benefiting the most and that we're able to give you a service, give you something you're able to read, enjoy, and remember. So you can say, Hey, I learned this amazing fact. I now know what the Bucks or any NBA team can do to do this, to win this, to execute this, and different things like that. That's why these memberships are here. And that's what we are offering. Okay. Now, um, maybe the $2 a month one is not your same. Maybe the silver membership is not your same. We get it. That's why we have the elite membership. The elite membership is $3 for each month. But it does jump up a dollar. Let me tell you what you get per month. Then I'll break down how the newsletter works. So per month, you'll be getting one article uh, per week, four articles in the month, four coupons in the month, uh, commenting on posts, personalized emails, and two newsletters. What I mean by the two newsletters is you'll get one on Friday morning and one on Sunday morning, like I broke it down a few minutes ago, or a few moments ago for that matter. We um, do one Friday morning for products, deals, store goods, different things like that. And then Sunday morning is going to be more of our main article, our sub-articles, coupons, insider stuff that you're not getting from uh, other basketball, sports, newsletters. That's one. You'll be getting those two newsletters every single week consistently either 7 p or 7 between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. consistently without fail you'll never ever miss a newsletter from us you just won't 
And now the person, the cool thing about personalized emails, you may be like, what kind of stupid thing is personalized emails? I've never gotten a personalized email before. Well, have you ever been treated like you matter as a reader or that we value as a customer? Well, not many places are doing this. We're doing personalized emails, meaning I personally, me, who writes everything, who does the stuff to make sure that it benefits you. This is not automated. I'm hand typing this every single time to make sure these personalized emails are fitting you. That they're like, okay, I know what this customer, I know what this reader likes. I know what this person is intrigued about. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put personalized email, meaning we're going to tell you when your article is ready, when your newsletters are ready. We'll email you promo codes. We'll email, email you all different kinds of discounts, news, major updates, everything, even special stuff that would benefit you and everyone else around you that you share it through if you want to. But yeah, that's an extra free dollar. Um, that's an extra dollar a month to make it three dollars a month. And that'll be each month. So imagine this: you'll be getting forty, forty-eight. Art exclusive articles, 48 exclusive coupons, 24 exclusive. Um, wow, I did that so wrong. Uh, give me a minute, give me a minute. Um, I'm sorry, I have my math off. You'll be getting 96 exclusive newsletters. So if I do that right, two per week, that'll be two times four, two times four is eight times 12 yeah 96 you'll begin commenting rights I, I don't know if I want to call it rights but you'll get commenting privileges on all of our post exclusive non-exclusive products different things like that and of course we're talking about the personalized emails look super simple this is what it takes um, it only takes three minutes to get signed up um, you just put in your full name phone number Pick the service that you want. Pick the product that you're most interested in. Credit card details, email, and you'll be good to go submit it. This goes for job form. The money that we take is being charged through Stripe. We're not dealing with any of our third-party companies. So you don't have to worry or third-party. So you don't have to worry about that. Not one of us. We don't want to charge you more for something that you didn't ask for. For what you pay is what you're going to receive in terms of dollar amounts. Okay, and I also want to say, if I've not mentioned this before and I can't remember, your first three days on either membership will be free. So once you sign up, first three days are going to be for free. You will not be charged until the fourth day unless you don't want to continue. If you want to continue, you will be charged. So how it works is... After your third day, you will be charged on your fourth. On your third day, you have to make the decision. And hey, if you don't want to keep your service, it doesn't matter. We'll just cancel it. And we appreciate you for stopping by and trying it. But let me write, let me tell you this: many people have been personally emailing me, personally texting me, and saying you've given me insider stuff from in NBA. I've never gone on NBA on TNT. On ESPN's Rachel Nichols show, the NBA jump, nothing like that, nothing like that. Not from the Low Post, not from Woj, not from Bleacher Report, nothing. Things 
This is something that I've never gone before and I actually remember what I'm reading. And people people love it. I get it all the time. They leave us amazing reviews, amazing comments. This is something that you have to take advantage of because this is what's going to benefit you the most, benefit everyone you know because they're like, whoa, dude, how did you, how did you learn all this information? That's actually really cool. And we break it down where we're not doing it all just like this long form, doesn't make sense. I read ESPN stuff. In all due respect to them, I can't remember anything. That's why we're, I want to break it down. Of course, he wants to break it down more, put in different sections, put in different perspectives, change it up, change the viewpoints, change everything to where it makes sense. We're getting both perspectives and a whole new outlook on the NBA world and just sports. No political talk. That's not why Porta he was created. Um, we're created to exist for only sports entertainment, mainly basketball entertainment, and we're there just for that. So remember, your first free days are for free. You can find both those, both the, uh, you can find that link down in the comments below. Just click on it. It'll only take three minutes. And thank you for clicking on it. Thank you for signing up. We know you'll enjoy it. And hey, if it doesn't work, you always know where to find the cancel button. But we are 100% guaranteed that this is going to work. It's something that's going to make you an insider before anyone else. Okay, let's let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. Before I get into... Uh, how do I want to do this? How do I want to do this? You know what? Before I get into the games today, I want to break down the game that happened yesterday. And it's weird to think about it. That you only... That, uh, it's weird for me, right? It's weird. I'm just going to be blunt about it. It's weird for me to only see one NBA game to be played yesterday, or even two for that matter, because I'm so grown to... I'm so accustomed to the fact that Oh, well, there's five, ten games going on that day. That seems like a normal schedule. That seems like very easy to deal with. Nowadays, it's like, especially in the past right now, oh, two games, three games? Well, if I wanted to, I could watch all three, which I have before. On some Sundays, I just watched when the Lakers were going against the Suns. I watched that game. I watched games afterward, games before. I was keeping up on my phone, all my devices, trying to be like, okay, I got options here. What do I want to watch? Especially YouTube TV, because I could watch everything NBA. So I could be watching all the sports games I want, basketball-related, right? Like, oh, okay, I didn't know I had this option to me. I don't have to worry about blackouts, which is great. I live, I live um, in a blackout area in Santan Valley, where I couldn't get Phoenix Suns game before, but now I can. Because it's tough living in Arizona, like, around Phoenix, Arizona, you just gotta be like, wow, I can't, I have to live in the blackout zone, but no longer, which is awesome for me. So, yeah, I'm truly happy, but I don't know how I got to that kind of uh, topic. All I know is, is that it was, we're only seeing one game, but thank goodness it was the Suns-Nuggets game. And boy, oh boy, am I happy. I was happy uh, right now creating this podcast here. It comes out every morning at 8 a.m. 
right? Because I get to talk about the Phoenix Suns lying the smackdown across the Denver Nuggets. This is the Denver Nuggets team that was kind of underdog that we're both going to be seeing. Like, both teams are going to be battling out. But so far, the Phoenix Suns have done what they were supposed to do. And they won both games from home in dominant fashion. This game was really dominant. Winning by 25 and being up as much as 30. And I can't lay in the fourth. What looked like a tight game to begin with turned into a disastrous game for the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic was 24 13, Porter not have a good game, 11 points, 6 points for Gordon, Rivers only 6 points, Barton only had 10, Millsap only had 11, the, the Nuggets just looked out of it, they only converted 40% of their field goals, 32% of their uh, frees, and 60% of their free throws, game out being just um, beat down by... Uh, the Suns and team stats and those percentages, they got out rebound, they got out assist, they got, uh, they got had more turnovers, they got they didn't have the Suns had more points in the paint, less fouls, like the Suns were winning majority categories besides blocks by two and steals by one, besides those two things. The Suns won every statistic category out there. But it was just a bad, bad showing for the Nuggets. And I personally did not enjoy... Like, I... Okay, I put it the wrong way. I enjoy watching the Suns beat them out. But I didn't think... I didn't think that um, the Suns were going to be in this dominant fashion. I thought the Nuggets would have made it a little closer. It did in the first half. Back-to-back games, we struggled in the first half, but we somehow exploded in the second half, gassing out that team and mailing to kill Jokic, uh, who won the MVP. But, yeah, it, that was just insane. That, that that was just insane. The only part on the Nuggets that scored consistently was Nikhil Jokic. Everyone else, the Nuggets could not find a single person that scored consistently or just leaving or just uh, having the ability to try to call back in or help uh, Jokic so he's not doing this all on his own. Sure Will Barn, sure Paul Mosa, per uh, sure MPJ was hitting some good shots, excuse me, but was not capitalizing a lot. Missed some wide open shots, missed some contested shots. It just was a poor showing and it looked like no one else even Jokic looked frustrated with everyone. Everyone just looked embarrassed, humiliated, and maybe disgruntled. Maybe disgruntled. I don't know. Just like frustrated with each other. Like you could tell in the fourth quarter when they're inbounding balls and whatnot, inbounding the ball when it was their possession. It just did not look good. Meaning they look frustrated. They don't want to be with each other. It looked like the Phoenix Suns are taking their no puff experience, like very limited puff experience, and taking it to the Nuggets. Be like, okay, you got Jokic, you got the MVP. Well, here we go. Let's see if your MVP can start stop our twenty five point wave. Um, 
Mike, um, Mike Malone, uh, Michael Malone, Denver head coach, said that the Nuggets, that he felt that the Nuggets quit tonight, which is something you never want to see. Um, that was quote unquote what um, Michael Malone said. Michael Malone said it was really, really embarrassing. Um, I would imagine losing by twenty five, and you had a day late, a uh, day before announcing Jokic as MVP, saying, "Well, we need to play more aggressive. We need to play better. We need to take it to them more. Be less soft." And when you come out within the next few days, you let it blow up in your face. Every single statement that was made by Jokic, by Malone, by entire team was like, "Yeah, your soft butts just got uh, that blown up in your face." Type moment. And Jokic said, "Quote unquote." They're playing better than us. They're making shots, being more aggressive, finding the open man. It looks real bad out there. We need to change everything. And they're not kidding. It really got worse when they had a 10-point lead at halftime. You knew late in that second quarter, they were inching back, battling back, willing to fight, not for another day, but for another minute. That's what the Suns were doing because in the first quarter, it was all tied. We saw that before. First quarter's running out there saying, Torrey Craig, Jock, uh, Jay Crowder, Devin Booker, but, but, but Jay Crowder and Torrey Craig and different people like that were hitting good shots. They get them going. There's a few good moments in there. There were a few good moments, but a wake-up call say, this or time, act explosive, be ready, attack, attack, attack. And they did it. They did it. They got the wake up call. They're like, okay, we got our feel. We got our feel. Let's go come. We're going to scorch them, torch them. We're ready to uh, break the walls down. We're ready to set a fiery lead. We're ready to be legendary. We're ready to wake up. We're ready to do some havoc and do some damage or do damage or wreak havoc. I think that's how you say it better. But either way, it just looks better. And what Jokic said about, um, well, they played better than us. They're making shots. They look more aggressive. They're finding the open man. That's just all good passing. That's all good passing. Chris Paul. Chris Paul has, in this series, has 24 assists and one turnover. Just in this series alone. That's huge. So, finding open man has been coming down to Chris Paul, who had 17 points and 10 assists today. That's huge. Chris Paul's looking in fabulous form. Not perfect form, but great, fabulous form to say, my shorts feel much better. I'm scorching you guys. He hit a huge three-pointer um, in the fourth quarter just to add uh, salt to the wounds. He's like, okay, I'm starting to get my rhythm back. It's time for me to uh, take over, get in my game mode, veteran mode. People call him the point god, and he showed it today. Um, he scores on command. He scored when he wanted to. This 36-year-old's going nowhere right now in the puffs, and he's healing at the right time for Phoenix. 
But yeah, like I said, halftime, they were winning by 10. And in early in the fourth quarter, Jay Crowder hit a pair of frees to make it 60-43. to And then Phoenix took advantage in the fourth quarter, making it an early, early um, 86-76. And eight, yeah, then it was just... It was pretty much over at that point. You were losing by 29, then 31, 30, then it came back down 25. Then, yeah, they were just out defending them. They were creating massive turnovers. Massive, massive turnovers. But Crowder, but Crowder, well, let, they had great defense, but it turned into great offense because. They were the Nuggets were getting frustrated because they couldn't hit shots and they had to go play up and down, offensive defense, nonstop. They had the Suns had better stamina than the Nuggets. They had better athleticism during that game. DeAndre Ann was a huge part of it. But Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder has been a great uh long range shooter and just in uh, just being an enforcer on the court, hitting those shots we need. Sure, he's going to be missing. He has proven it. But his three-point shots been getting more consistent after having horrific games against the uh, Lakers in their first-round matchups. But yeah, the, they, like, the Suns are becoming the perfect team offensively and defensively. And I get this is home court advantage. You you should be able to win both games or at least once. You should be able to have dominant um, advantages, dominant um, overtakings when your fans are going crazy, people are ripping their shirts off, kids are getting involved, teens are getting involved, old people are getting involved, um, older folks, I mean, uh, adults, everybody. The fans were electrifying again. Everybody's waking up to say, this is the Phoenix Suns, and they're taking it to a lead. I'm not going to say they're going to go into Friday, June 11th, um, tomorrow, actually, and saying, um, well, you know what? The Suns are going to win. I want the Suns to win. They have a high chance of winning. I think this series can be done in five, if not six. But you have to win. If I'm the Phoenix Suns, I'm still going to break down this game. I'm just saying, if I'm the Phoenix Suns, I got to win one of the two games in Denver, in my high city. I got to do it. I got to do it. Because at least if you go 3-1 to one and you come back to Phoenix, it's over. Because if Phoenix plays the way they do in game 5, they did in games 1 and 2, they are hosed. They are the losers. I wish them a farewell because you'll be crying on the way home. And Michael Malone will be like, why do we have to face the Phoenix Suns? Something that he would have laughed at two years ago. Or even in the last year as we were trying to put ourselves together. But yeah. But let me remind you this. Tory Craig understands. My wife understands. Devin Booker understands. Chris Paul understands. DeAndre Ann understands. Even Cameron Payne, with all of his out-of-control uh, ball movement, shooting, rebound, different things like that, just entire skill set being out-of-control, understands um, that crazier things have happened in NBA, meaning even if you're up by 30, 
27, 15, 10, or even 5. It doesn't matter what kind of lead you have. Lust is really not going your way, and you're really just losing, and you just quit like Mike Bootenholzer and the Bucks did in Game 2 against the Nets. It, it could either... It can either go either way, like runs, like a few minute runs, because take game two, they had a 44 or 42 to 11 run over this nugget in the second half. That's huge. Midway through the third quarter, they were already piling up their points, their shooting, they were just smashing them, and the Suns became into a super team. Of just emotions pouring out, uh, drive, aggression, smartness, veteran leadership, overall takeovers, playing smart and unselfish. That's huge. And they did that last game. And it carried over to this game with the fans carrying over, with everyone carrying over. But yeah, yeah. They, 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 they had smart coverages. Their effort was uh, phenomenal. Their communication to one another showed in the way they passed and had limited turnovers. It was just, yeah, it, it was just, it, it, it's just, yeah, it's just insane. Well, I guess one of the things you can say about the Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr. was not fully healthy, nor was Will Barton, uh, MPJ's dealing with a back injury. Will Barn is having dealing with hamstring issues. But but um they should they should still make it at least a little more interesting. But this is what the Suns are, and they're able to keep the second half energy up. Okay, so they're able to lack along um, in the first quarter, second quarter, they start to turn off, but then second half, third and fourth quarter, they go full out Dominic, Kobe Bryant style. So, like, this is the NBA Finals, giving her all, singing her never coming back, the end of the universe is tomorrow, and the end of times is upon us, and their last impression is to be a good basketball team. They, they start to do that every single game, right? Right? It, it shows. It shows, huh? I'm very proud of this team, how far we've came, how far we're excelling. Uh, past all the critics and experts saying, well, the Sphinx Suns are going to go past the Lakers. Oh, you're just biased because LeBron James owns you, okay? You're just biased because you don't want an underdog to beat your precious uh, Lakers. You don't, you're just biased because you don't want to see... The Suns achieve something because it can win against your betting odds in the beginning of the season. Right? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Suns cannot get too overly confident. But everybody's remaining. Mine Williams keeping them at bay. Keeping them at uh, ground level saying, look, we're up 2 nothing. That's huge. Now Friday. How can we prepare for that? That's tomorrow. And one of the things that can be really difficult is... Well, we're going to Denver. Their fans are going to be screaming their hearts out, their lungs out. They're going to be passionate. Jokic is going to get a little more drive. Everyone's going to get a little more drive. We have to still contain them to the fullest. We have to make sure that we don't get out-hustled, out-rebound, out-scored, or even out-assisted in anything. And I mean that. I legit mean that. 
And they created 11 turnovers for the Nuggets. They created 11 turnovers. The Suns only had 7, which is very impressive. Both teams did not put on a lot of turnovers. However, the Nuggets just could not execute and be this team that I thought they were going to be. Meaning, I thought they were going to have a little more force to them. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. And I saw. And I saw. I taking that back. I saw. Well, game two is going to be a little tough. I was nervous, but then when I heard and saw how things were going, I'm like, "Whoa, Nuggets! You better run." Truly, truly. I'm just saying. Michael, I'm. I'm just going to do the plus or minus. No one on the starting on the starting lineup and majority of the bench was all in the minus, all in the negative zones. The highest negative we had was minus twenty six by Porter, then twenty one by Rivers, seventeen by Gordon, Jokic was fourteen, and this is all minus. All minus. So everyone I just listed off in the starting unit. It was all in the minus. It was all in the minus. And that's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, you had Aaron Gordon going for 3 of 7. Porter, 3 of 13. Jokic, 9 of 17. That's not bad. Uh, Campazio, 1 of 7. Rivers, 2 of 5. Uh, Will Barham, uh, 4 of 8. 4 of 8 for Paul. 1 of 7 for Morris. 1 of 3 for McGee. Like, those are not good. No matter how you want to splice that up, it's not. But but if you come over to Suns, their plus and minus is huge. Has a vastly different um, plus and minus. Everybody, everyone starting on the Suns have pluses, have positives. Their highest was Mikhail Bridges at 28. 26 for Paul. Booker, 16. Crowder for 20. Aim for 20. Sergeant for 15. Craig for 13. Johnson for 12. Penny for 9. Right? Majority of their um, off, uh, majority of their team that was playing minutes were having plus moments. Every sign I read was in the addition sign. The plus sign. Not the minus, but the plus. And let me tell you this. You can say what you want about Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges put up 16 points. 16 good points that helped the Suns out when we needed it. Chris Paul put up 17 points. Hit two frees. 100% from the free point line. From around the free point arc. And it showed. It helped us significantly. Devin Booker was 6 of 14. But he still did put up 18 points. He was free of seven from the free point, but was able to get down 10 boards and help his team on transitions, on the fast breaks, uh, breaking up the dribble, breaking down their opponents, and it was a great team effort. Um, I have to give props to campaign. He went 33% from the line. Uh, I'm sorry. He went 33% from free point range. He had a huge free lay in the fourth. Son, just to add more uh, salt to the wounds, if that's how you probably say the phrase. Either way, I don't care. Because the Phoenix Suns did everything 
more right. It just did. And I could keep going on and on. But Mikel Bridges, Jay, uh, Jay Crowder, Sarjic even had a free. Everybody was stepping up. They got more physical. They're like, okay, let's call your bluff or not. Are you bluffing? Are you actually going to say to us you can get more physical? And the answer was no. Yo- um, Jokic had no help besides himself. The reigning MVP of the 2020-21 NBA season um, had a crushing game and a 25-point loss. Right? I'm, j- I'm just saying. That's tough. So on Friday morning before the game, 8 a.m. Friday, our podcast is already at 8 a.m., so we'll be able to cover the game, which I think starts at 7, 7, 30. I have to look again. I'll do that later today. You know what? I'm just going to do it now since we're talking about it. Just so I don't forget about it. And... What would that be? Second conference, 2-0. Yeah, yeah. We know that. I just want to see... 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. I was wrong. 7 o'clock. That'll be in Denver. That'll be in Denver. I'm going to talk more about that when it comes to us on Friday morning. But I wanted to cover this past game, give you all my great moments. I didn't have any bad moments from the Phoenix Suns when I was listening on 98.7. When I was uh, reading everything people were tweeting about, what 98.7 was talking about, and different things like that. I saw it was pretty cool, really cool moments all the way around. And yeah... That's what I had to say. Um, I'm going to be listening throughout the entire day of what 98.7 has to say, what everyone else has to say. Um, yeah, just taking it from there because I want to hear what other people think about it, what I probably missed about the game, what I probably hit spot on just from seeing it, um, just from seeing and hearing about it. But um, that is what I feel about it. What do you guys feel about that? If you ever want to start a conversation about the Phoenix Suns or if you're a Nuggets fan or any fan of any NBA team, let's talk about it. Go on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere. Even tell me we can have a conversation about it. We can talk. We can debate. We can have fun. Four rounds, statistics. We can do anything, really, as I'm always trying to spice up social media, make it different, try to be innovative and creative about what content we put out and things like that. Okay, so let's move on to our remaining topics. Like I said, this one's not going to be like an hour, hour and 30 because the biggest news was just the Phoenix Suns. Now we're going to just, um, I talked about this last uh, podcast episode yesterday, actually, um, about Mike Boonholzer. About the Bucks, what could have been with the Nets, but I'm going to talk about more from the Nets perspective now, what not. But yeah, like I said, <laughs> there's not many topics to talk about when you cover it all, like in yesterday. And then, of course, when you talk about it, uh, when you only have one game. But yeah, you know what? I'm kind of happy there's only one game because you want to know why? I get to talk more about the Phoenix Suns. Like, I get to talk more about them. I don't know what better way there is besides talking about the Phoenix Suns for a little over 30 minutes. Like, I'll never complain about talking about the Phoenix Suns for 30 minutes. 
the only time I make plans when we're losing. And even when we're losing, I'm still talking about them, still cherish and praise them. Until the day I die. Like, legit. Legit, I said, I, legit, that's the only thing I can say that may be negative. But, yeah. I'm excited for the Phoenix Suns. I know I've been critical at times with the Phoenix Suns. But I'm excited. I'm always behind them. I'm behind them 100%. Molly's a great coach. Devin's a great player. Everyone's a great player. That team is just excellent right now. We're going to be going into my high uh, city against the um, Denver Nuggets. So let's actually kick it off real quick since I've been talking about it. Let me pull back up the games for today. And that will be Nets Bucks t- uh, today, 4.30 p.m. We're playing Milwaukee. Then Clippers Jazz. Today is 7 p.m. Yeah, you uh, heard me correct. Clippers Jazz. Let me say, that Clippers Jazz ending in the first game was amazing. Rudy Gobert hit a huge block. Had a huge block against, oh, man, who was it? I believe, again, I think it was like Morris Sr. I think it was Morris. Don't quote me on that. But, yeah, he had a huge block in the corner. And there was no time remaining. Kawhi kicked it out to Morris. Blocked. And they won 112 to 109. One of the most thrilling, entertaining games of the second round so far. Besides the Phoenix Suns. Well, no. I'll even say including the Phoenix Suns. Because the run has not been um, a thrilling game so far. Like, you mean back-to-back. Hitting block shots. Hitting good shots. Creating momentum. Losing momentum. Having opponents scoring whatnot. And having creating the open shot. Getting guys open. Different things like that. And just watching it. Um, I saw it. It was really cool seeing Jazz against the Clippers. Game one, Kawhi looked amazing. Donovan Mitchell came, uh, went amazing. Rigo Bear was amazing. Everybody played. The Jazz battled back to complete the comeback and win, which was huge. I'm surprised Kawhi did not take the final shot. But, yeah, I, I have to watch it. But with 10 seconds remaining, I would have just done it. But I can see why he kicked out the Morse. Morse was open a little bit. But then Gobert stuck his hand up in the air, rejected it. And then when it had gone back to ball, there was really no time left to kick it back out. Less than a second. Just, yeah. So before I jump into Nets Bucks, I'm going to make my prediction. This is the final game in Utah for the Jazz. And I'm going to say it's going to be Clippers taking this game at 10 p.m. today. When it results by 10 p.m. tonight. As I'm saying, you know what? I believe the Clippers are going not to lose to come back, play better D, solidify their offense, solidify their skill sets, mismatches, matchups in general, and just starting rosters and how they're playing. I think Tyloo is going to run it better against Quinn Snyder's um, uh, Jazz team with a somewhat with a really good, healthy uh, Dom Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I underestimated both these teams in the first round. I was delusional about the Memphis Grizzlies being anything. I forgot who they were. And I saw that the Mavs had something until Game 7 when Porzingis couldn't even do anything. And Luka Doncic was coming off a strained neck and was still scoring 30 to 40 points per night. 
But yeah, I'm actually going to be taking the Clippers tonight, giving that tied uh, one apiece feeling, saying, you know what, we're retaliating. We're going to take it back to LA with the dub. And you know what, we're going to try to go up 2-1 or at least try to win one game at home. That's how I feel it's going to be. I feel Kawhi's going to go off like a 30-point game with, let's just say for fun, uh, t- uh, 12 rebounds and 4 assists. Paul George will be lacking behind. I think Reggie Jackson will be better than Paul George that uh, that game, this upcoming game. Don- I believe Donovan Mitchell is also going to ball out. Same with Rudy Gobert, but I think Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers is going to be too much to handle. And hence saying... Clippers winning. I say it's going to be by five. I think the fourth quarter is really going to win. They're going to crack down and say, we're not going to let you in. We're fixing our flaws. We're fixing our imperfections. And it's being fixed right here, right now in Utah. Let's get it. I believe that's going to be the mindset. And I believe that's how they want to run it. Okay, lastly, Nets against Bucks. Nets are leading this series 2 nothing, winning both blowout games, um, both soul-crushing games in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center. Now they got to go to Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're going to be taking on the Bucks with Mike Boonholzer. And before I continue any further, if you guys have not listened to the last podcast episode I did yesterday, yesterday uh, afternoon... I would highly suggest that because I break down Mike Boonholzer, why he's going to be fired after the season, if not this season, next season, why the Bucks need Jason Kidd, why the Bucks never were the same with Giannis after the departure of Jason Kidd and the full-on wrath of Mike Boonholzer. Um, I, I, I pretty much explained why and what could happen to the job security Mike Boonholzer. To me personally, I thought this was going to be a seven-game series. I saw if this would have been going to game seven. Nets would have won. Ratings would have spiked. But now I am reconsidering everything. Why? Because it's 2 nothing right now. I'm not saying the series is over. But with the way it's playing right now, I'm going to say, Bucks, you are going to be either losing a sweep. You're going to get swept. Or this is going to go to Game 5. I don't think this is going to go to a Game 6. Especially if this goes... Because basically, the Bucks would need to win both games at home. Because even if you lose one, let's just say you go 3-1. to one, And you force Game 5. The problem is, you go back to Barclays Center. And they were just thriving. With the fans backing them. But Blake Griffin had a huge game. In those two games, mainly game one, Joe Harris has been spectacular as always. So has KD, so has Kyrie. Now, the one thing I will say, but really didn't serve him as a disadvantage in game two. If not James Harden nor Jeff Green, and that may be something, but they survived without him in game two. And I would suspect, again, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they'll be okay. And I believe the Nets are going to steamroll again. The Milwaukee Bucks. If you do not hear me, I believe I'm going to do the bull prediction. Nets beat Milwaukee. Take the series for nothing. Or at the least, even if they lose game three, they come back strong for game four. And you say, well, okay, 
We're taking over. We're going to bring the dub home for Barkley Center. Finish guys out and just go to the conference finals. Either against the Hawks or the Philadelphia 76ers. Which will be tomorrow for 30 p.m. Yeah, so surprisingly enough, Friday, June 11th, we'll be having game game three of the Hawks, 76ers, and then game three of Nuggets, Suns. So, yeah, that's going to be really interesting, really cool. Um, but, yeah, that's my prediction. I think KD's going to go off again. I think Kyrie's going to be racking up those assists, those points. I'm looking for him to have, like, a 2010 game. KD of 35-4-9 type game. I actually believe a lot that this uh, Nets can do it. I think Joe Harris is going to be sneaky good tomorrow. Blake Griffin's going to bring that aggression like he did in game one and game two at the Barkley Center. I don't think Giannis is going to be what we thought he was going to be in game three, nor was he in game one or game two. Chris Middleton's not going to be enough firepower to handle the likes of the Nets defense is where they may sound. Nor do I think Holiday is going to be good on his own. The Nets, I mean, the Bucks are struggling huge, and it's showing in their falls and imperfections are being exposed on a level of embarrassment and on a level of something that you just cannot go back on. And this is the playoffs where you could be jousted in the second round with jobs on the line and with reunions possible. Remember, you guys have not checked out yesterday's podcast episode. Um, we talked about so much stuff. It's like insane. And that was one of our huge points. You guys will love that episode because it hits on everything good, the bad, and the ugly. And it shows why Mike Boonholzer is losing his job after this season or even next season. They get jousted in the second round to the Nets, whether it be a sweep, four, uh, five game, or six game series, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I also break down the injuries that have been breaking news and everything, but that besides that, I can't think of anything else. Uh, Suns fans today were chaining, or I mean yesterday were chaining, in game two against the Nuggets, Suns in four, that while I do like the passion and the confidence. I would not say uh, Suns in four. I would say Suns in five games or six. Reason why, I just want to be cautious of what the Nuggets can still do because it's not a series until a road team uh, wins or I guess loses in that matter. The Nuggets need to win a game. That game has to be game three. Game four, you always want to win game one and game four. Suns are 50% the way there. And if they pick up game three and four, here comes the sweep. And that would be something. Imagine if my, real quick before we end the podcast, uh, imagine if my prediction actually came true that the Suns and Nets would actually meet up. Because two of the three of my brackets had the Suns in the NBA Finals with the Brooklyn Nets. And three of my brackets had the Nets in it. 
one out three of the brackets had Lakers against Nets just for some odd reason that it had when I created after game two that the Lakers were not gonna be able to beat uh they were not gonna be able that the Suns weren't gonna be able to survive without Chris Paul and whatnot, and it was just to be a demise that was gonna be short lived or long lived depending on two. But no, it actually it's working out the other way around. It's really cool. I like how things unfolding. Um, Friday, yeah, it's Friday. Friday will be more a little more in depth because we have two games tomorrow. I'm excited now. You're gonna hear a lot of screaming from me tomorrow. Depend who wins on either game. Mainly the Nets, Bucks. I'm rooting for the Nets. I'm a huge Nets fan, especially this season. I like what they're doing. I like the resurgence of uh, Blake Griffin's career. I like that they're staying with it without James Harden. James Harden's been dealing with huge injury problems that has just been derailing his uh, season, his game style this season. It's just, yeah, something I was not expecting, especially for the playoffs. One of the biggest moments of this franchise's um of this franchise history, well, in recent history, um, post the D.O. years and whatnot, um, are finally coming together, having this big two, big three, all of their supporting characters, with a great coaching staff of Steve Nash, head coach, Mike D'Antoni, assistant head coach, uh, Amari Stoudemire there and the coaching staff, uh, their GM, so everyone's linked together, especially uh, Nets GM was originally a player uh, with, was a teammate, uh, a friend to Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, teammates. So those three guys know each other very well. Like I detailed in the post many, many months ago, like I think six months ago or something like that. But yeah. Remember, you can find us always on these social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter.com slash CourtsHe, Instagram.com slash CourtsHeNBA, Facebook.com slash CourtsHe, Tumblr.com slash CourtsHe. Look us up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcasts and just search in CourtsHe, you'll be able to find us. We're having a glitch with our iTunes, they replaced our logo, and within the upcoming weeks, we have something really exciting happening to our logo of the entire brand and whatnot that we're, ha- we're, that we're excited to unveil, and something that I think you guys would take as a huge shock and as an amazing surprise that I think that everyone will enjoy, but yeah, iTunes is just being funky right now, but we're getting that squared away, but besides that, I know there's tons more social media, so that's why in the Google machine, just one word, Quartet He, you'll be able to find all of our social media, our, our www.quartethe.com, or just our website, Quartethe.com, for people that like it, starting with www. and then people that just like Quartethe.com. Now, if you really want to get fancy, you guys can always do HTTPS, uh, <laughs> then dash whatever right for that if you guys really want to get technical with it but yeah no just go to courtsaheat.com that's the mothership that's the mainstream that's where you get all of your good stuff 
And that's where you never miss out on the excitement. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode. We will see you again here Friday morning at 8 a.m. The breakdown. Both games are happening today and so much more. We're going to be breaking down the Suns um, on Friday morning of the game that happens on Friday at 7 p.m. Arizona time. Watch on ESPN. We will see you Friday morning at 8. See you on the next podcast episode.